Coming in hot. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome to Scaling Side Hustles. Hello, Hillary. Oh, and I'm Hillary. <laughs> Sorry, it's like I try to do it. I love it. No, just keep rolling. Keep rolling. Oh, and who else is here? Hello. Hello. Nobody. Joshua, say your name. Joshua. So the three of us are here. So this is one of our all episodes where we're going to be covering some of the common challenges that entrepreneurs face. If you would like to submit a question, you can write us at contact at scalingsidehustles.com and we can answer that question on air. So the one that we have today is, this is a good one. This is one I, I really relate to. How do you overcome imposter syndrome and self-doubt? I guess oh, specifically, specifically like talking about entering the entrepreneurial world. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, I forgot to mention we're gonna we're gonna keep ourselves to ten minutes on this, and after that, after we've completely answered this question, just kidding. Um, I have a game. I have a surprise for you guys. I just said Ooh. it. <laughs> it's a game. Fun. <laughs> um, so stick around for that. So, okay, I'm setting a timer. Beep boop boop boop. How do you overcome imposter syndrome and self doubt? And do we Tell all me. face that? Yeah. Is I it just like me? We do. Because I okay. I think the main issue is like. At least for me, I can get in my head about like, do we really need another entrepreneur? Do we really need another copywriting business? Like it, it, the market feels so saturated in that sense that I'm like, what, why am I doing this? Like, let's just let everyone else do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. So everybody that I've met as an entrepreneur has imposter syndrome. And I think that feeling grows the bigger you get in business. So like you would look kind of up at somebody who's making millions of dollars if you're not there yet. And you would say to yourself like, oh, they must feel qualified to be where they're at. Mm -hmm. But in reality, like their level of imposter syndrome is typically much higher than yours. Um, I, and I, I think they have more just, experience and are qualified. I think people just like stumble and trip through like success a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like they, they have the degree, they go through that traditional mouth, you know, method and um, they, they feel qualified at every step. Like usually the success will outpace them. And so they'll feel that imposter syndrome, but. And probably sometimes it's just like by luck. So it's like, can I replicate what just happened again? Cause right. I just hit the jackpot one time. Yeah. Am I really going to hit it twice? Yeah. I was I was reading uh somebody posted this on Reddit. I mean their their business is doing millions of dollars. Um they feel very successful, but they have an incredible level of imposter syndrome and they're just asking the public like what can I do to cover this? And the majority of the people that were commenting were like stash some savings away, you know, so that when reality kicks you in the face you've got, you know, a fail safe. And, oh. I, and I think that's such a, a bad way to give advice yeah, to that person. Because I'm, what I'm hearing is they're saying you probably will burn and fail. Right. So have a, <laughs> have, backup, have a backup or something. And that's so messed up. And, and that's, that's an answer to like a practical problem. Like everybody should have a business continuity plan. Yeah. It yeah. Doesn't, I'm it doesn't saying you shouldn't have a savings. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily like fix the imposter syndrome feeling that we all have. And, uh, you know, what I would say is like putting, putting that in perspective for yourself means just like daily affirming of who you are and who you want to be, but in like the present tense, because that will put into perspective, like the vision that you're trying to create for yourself. And as you approach those ambitious goals, you feel less like an imposter because you've 
you know, you've written that into existence. I'm not huge into manifestation or anything. I'm not really going down that path in this conversation. I'm just more talking about like psychologically, like how you accept that reality. It becomes easier to accept the more you're affirming it and writing it down and putting Mm -hmm. it in front of you and reading it. So what an example of that, like if I'm struggling to feel confident in starting a copywriting business, are you saying that every day I need to like, is this like, am I sticking post-it notes on my mirror with affirmations or am I journaling or what does that look like? Yeah. I mean, I think it's different for everybody. Like some, some people sticky notes in front of the mirror works well for me. What works well is like journaling the antithesis of my uh, insecurity. So wait, 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 what, what? (laughs) So (laughs) if, if I feel insecure becoming a copywriter, I'll, I'll write down, I am a confident copywriter. Okay. I understand that in theory. I'm trying to see if that resonates with me. Like, I know because you feel fake to write. Yeah. Yeah. I feel fake. Like, um, I'm not saying it's not a good practice and I have done that before and it, it has helped. I know uh, I've done, um, like I am creative. I am capable of doing these things. Yeah. And I think it is. Yeah. It's just a practice of continually doing that. Um, yeah, affirming that until you really believe it. Just kind of like how it works biologically when you're having not a great day and it's like, just smile and then eventually you will turn that around. Like mm-hmm. that's actual, that actually works. Yeah, because uh, we're not talking about, you know, imposter syndrome, like being in a place of insecurity when you're not successful. Imposter syndrome is like being in a place of insecurity when you're already successful. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like you're just affirming that reality to mm-hmm. yourself and, and changing your psychology. I think what you mentioned in the beginning too, about the most successful people have imposter syndrome. And I know I've listened to interviews of like people I respect a lot and I love when they get vulnerable and they're like, I like, I look at them like, Oh my gosh, you've accomplished so much. And I, there's nothing I appreciate more that when someone in that position can be like, I don't even like, I have imposter syndrome. I doubt myself every day. Like Val, what you said about, am I going to be able to repeat this over and over again? Like there's almost more pressure on you, but for me, it helps to know that everyone feels that way. Yeah. (laughs) Like it helps my own imposter syndrome to be like, okay, let's, we're all imposters. Great. Let's, let's get that out of the way and just focus on doing the work. That could actually be a a practical way of thought just to be like okay just as a reminder Val like even freaking Steve Jobs or Bill Gates or whoever Oprah sometimes feel down I just don't I just don't think comparison helps it's not comparison it's like a community it's It's like it's humanity it's like it's a it's human nature to feel that way and so we're kind of in this together like that's how I look you're not alone yeah Mm -hmm. Okay. So the other, the other thing that we were talking about is like self-doubt and like feeling like, you know, the market is too saturated and, you know, you don't want to, you don't know if you're going to be like successful before you go in it. So that's like not imposter syndrome. We're talking more about, you know, self, yeah, confidence, self-doubt. I think that, you know, people see market saturation as it relates to like one industry as a reason not to get into that industry and not to get started. Mm -hmm. However, you know, the industries might be the same, like that's where we see saturation, but there's no, 
um, one individual who's exactly like you that's entering into the market. And that's where the unique value is added in. So as long as you're aligned to your passion, like you don't have to be doubtful that you're entering into a saturated market if that's what you're meant to do, or at least you know that's the general direction of where you're meant to go. The The purpose for your life is to start down that path. And then eventually you'll start to narrow down the niche and niche niche Niche. you guys wait this is good because i remember when you were oh my gosh we have a minute and 20 left (laughs) okay quickly quickly oh okay quickly quickly. um and josh you've been a mentor for me obviously helping me like in my freelance career and i know you sat down with me early on and kind of had me write out like the skills that i have and which ones like bring me joy and i'm passionate about and how that was specific skill sets like speaking Spanish, writing, um, whatever my other skills, <laughs> relational, like being able to connect with different groups of people and, and those communication skills. Now I'm saying it doesn't sound very imposter syndrome. Um, but you know, and, and like my personality and how all of those things coming together creates like a unique offering. And so that helped me too. in my confidence of like, yeah, it's, I'm not just a copywriter. I have all these other things that complement it as well. And so I can do unique, I can offer unique services like, um, yeah. And yeah. my, you know, experience living abroad and all those things. So, um, I think that can help grow your confidence too. Just like writing out what are these unique skills that you're bringing to the table and not just looking at them individually, but the combination of those. Yeah. Um, really cool. I think that that's uh, the golden nugget for for this episode because it's a matter of like looking at all the pieces to the puzzle um, before making a judgment on like what that complete picture looks like. Love it. Okay, we're at ten minutes. We did it. <laughs> I feel more confident to you. <laughs> okay, guys, <clears throat> moving this episode along. I have a game that I came up with. It's time yes. for. Businessy game time. <laughs> Sorry. Businessy game stuff. Sorry. Businessy game stuff. So this game is called Guess if this phrase is real or fake. Jargon or baloney. So what's gonna happen is I've looked up four real business jargon phrases. And I have created four business jargon fake jargon phrases. I'm going to read one off. I'm going to read the definition. If you'd like me to use it in a sentence, I can do that as well. Val, to give you more context. (laughs) And you are going to tell me if that is a real business phrase or if I made it up. Ooh, fun. Okay, let's see it. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. First phrase, make hay. Make hay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call BS. Wait, no, no. Stop. (laughs) I've written out beautiful definitions and sentences. Okay, so, so I can't quickly respond. You can, no, like ask for what does it mean? Oh, okay, 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 okay. All okay. right, make hay. Definition, used to describe an opportunity to be productive during the working hours. Can you come in early tomorrow so we can make hay? No way, what's the origin of is this? Is it the origin? Okay, I didn't, the etymology, I did not get that deep. So is that real or fake? I almost want to say because it's so ridiculous that it's real. Is that your final answer? Yes. 
It is real. Ding, ding, ding. Antonio had that sound effect. It is real. <laughs> make hay. Doesn't that sound awkward? I did come up with that sentence, though. Of, Let's make hay tomorrow. Doesn't that sound kind of... That sounded ridiculous. I would have said fake. I thought it was make haste. Okay, number two. Thought shower. A group discussion to generate new ideas or clever solutions to company challenges. I'll use it in a sentence. We're running out of ideas. Let's schedule a thought shower for next Wednesday. Real or fake? It sounds, it sounds so it could be inappropriate. So uh, I'm gonna say it's fake because I think you 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 took like brainstorm sesh into another no, another room, won't. the bathroom. <laughs> Gosh, do you agree? Real or fake? Um, I'll never use that in business. <laughs> All right. Yes. All BS. Um, I don't. I think there's some really weird creative people out there. Think you think real. it's real? Yeah. Josh, you were correct. That is a real phrase. <gasps> According to Indeed.com. <laughs> Isn't that I weird? Never, I never want to work at that company. Well, okay. we use a lot of toilet humor. <laughs> uh, All right. Next phrase. Ready? Yes. Hand in the honey pot. Definition. Being closed off to feedback for the sake of promoting your own ideas. Sentence. You need to listen to your teammates' ideas and get your hand out of the honey pot. <laughs> Hillary's <is> like <laughs> holding back the laughter. Is that BS or real? I think it might be real. But I feel like there's been too many real ones back to back. So statistically, it should be a BS one, but I feel Give like it's real. What's your final answer? Real. Josh? No yes, more clarification. It's real. That is fake. I came up with that on my own. <laughs> Wow. It, it sounds like it was like... Fact checking. Well, we're thinking of hand in the cookie jar. See? But I'm saying hand in the honey pot, Winnie the Pooh style. So I came up with that. All right, moving along. Leaf blowing. Definition. When a company tries to do too much and fails to niche down. Instead of reaching their intended audience, the company confused their consumers with their constant leaf blowing. Real or fake? Real. Um, fake. Correct. It is fake. I came up with that this morning as someone was annoyingly blowing their leaves next to me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Leaf blowing. Okay, next one. Boil the ocean. Boil? Boil the ocean. B-O-I-L. <sighs> to describe an action or project that wastes a lot of time. Don't boil the ocean by manually entering client contact information. I say that's real because I could totally see that being a useless activity because you're boiling the ocean so like stop wasting your time you're not gonna get anywhere i'm josh, gonna say real okay josh. that says real josh fake it is real <laughs> josh i'm surprised you didn't know that one don't boil the ocean okay next one hungry hippo what'd you call me well okay. funny you should say that when a client is demanding work that is outside of the agreed upon project scope this client is a real hungry hippo he keeps asking for more changes on the website Real or fake? I'm gonna say fake, but I've encountered some hungry hippos <laughs> in my career. But I'm gonna say fake. I feel like it's something cute that you made up. Joshua? Real. It's fake. You guys. <laughs> I made it up. But I think it sh we should induct. We should induct. Yeah, I think I think that would actually be a very valid name. Yeah. I think, I think hippos are pretty aggressive animals. Well, they are. Check that. But okay, is it a hippo? They're very aggressive. There you go. Two more. Jump the shark. When a company struggles to stay relevant to its consumers and clients. I don't know how an aquarium is useful. It feels like the company has really jumped the shark. Fake. Fake. That's real. 
Oh. I'm stumping you guys more than I thought. That is a real phrase, according to Indeed. Nice. Last All one, right. last one. Last one, last one. Frogger. When you are being reactive to a client's needs and dodging fires instead of leading with a strategic roadmap. Sentence. You need to stop froggering this project and come up with clear solutions for your clients. Real I would have said you need to stop frogging, not froggering. Fro what did you say? Frogger. Froggering. Frogger. I think it's I think it's referring to the um, '90s Game Boy game Frogger. I'm gonna say real. Real. I made that up, you guys. Gosh, I made it up. I was thinking about the game that I used. To I was gonna say fake life. until she said the last sentence. Exactly. Like, nice. Yeah. That was fun. Um, I'm really shocked that I confused you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. All this business talky-talky is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Well, that was fun. I oh, think we're going to wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah. And uh, this was fun. Let us know what you guys thought of this episode. Kind of a shorter form. Uh, getting direct to those questions. And again, if you want to submit a question about something you're struggling with as an entrepreneur, hit up contact at scalingsidehustles.com and email us your questions. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Hope you had fun with us. Bye guys. Take care. <laughs> Bye.